The Ducks love playing some overtime hockey recently coming out of the All-Star break, don't they? Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, been covering hockey for over a decade. A reminder, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, etc., etc. And also, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. So, We've got a lot to get to today and tomorrow and Saturday. So I will just, you know, peel the curtain a little bit. We haven't had regular shows recently. Actually, what's funny is I worked a soccer game last night. When I got home, the power was completely out on the entire neighborhood. They were actually working on the lines last night. So I had no power, no internet. I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to go on my phone for a few minutes, go to sleep early. I'm glad I did. Very glad I did because I needed that rest. And we've got to catch up on some games that took place earlier in the week. The last two shows have been with myself and Sarah Avampato talking about all-star stuff. There will still be a Goals Thursday that will come momentarily after this episode. But first, we've got to recap the last two games that took place because I've got a few things to say about those two games. In particular, the one against the Chicago Blackhawks. But we begin with the game against the Dallas Stars where it was it was really Jake Ottinger who was the man for the Dallas Stars. It was also the thousandth game for Jamie Benn. And, of course, Jamie Benn looked pretty decent in that game, but this was a celebration for, for Benn. This was also the return of John Klingberg to Dallas. So a lot of just emotional stuff going on in that game in general. We also saw... The brilliance, once again, of John Gibson. Look, John Gibson is used to this by now. He is used to seeing a lot of shots. He's used to seeing the team in front of him just do absolutely nothing. I'm sorry to say this, but this was another game where there was maybe at least a full period where the Ducks had absolutely nothing in front of their netminder. What a way to come out of the All-Star break, huh? I mean, yes, they did win Three games in a row going into the break. And it looks like they possibly could win a fourth in a row. Are you kidding? No. they. It looked close. It looked like they could have won four in a row. So just to quickly gloss over this. The expected goals for this game were three. Actually 2.98 to 5.49 in favor of Dallas. Dallas had an expected goals of five and a half. Five and a half. John Gibson only allowed two. John Gibson has done this time and time again where he saves their asses. He does this so much. And this really talks about why John Gibson is that guy and he is that important to the Anaheim Ducks. I know there are still some fans that wants to trade him, and I could see both sides of it. If you trade John Gibson, he'll get a fresh start, and maybe the Ducks can get something of great value. But Gibby is your main guy in Anaheim. I know I gave that stat on the 
kind of mid-season, you know, report card that I did talking about where John Gibson had game scores that were in the negative. This one was the complete opposite. John Gibson had a game score of three and a half. If it wasn't for Gibby, the Ducks would have lost that game easily against Dallas Stars. That's the game that I was watching. (laughs) The Ducks' offense was, you know, okay. The penalty killing was pretty good. It's been solid lately. How about that? And the power play, it actually worked. Well, certain people in the power play worked on this one. Would you believe Jakob Silverberg scored in the power play? And then Uncle Rico, Uncle Rico from a streaking Trevor Zegras, that tied things up. And those two goals game just bang, bang, bang. So fast. Well, actually, only, only two. Bang, bang. Those two goals came so fast that in my mind, I began to think, oh, this could be four in a row. The Ducks might have their first four-game winning streak in a while. How about this? Now, they did have their chances in the third period. They also kind of had their chances in overtime, too. It was an even overtime period. Both teams were going back and forth at it. And then it went to a shootout because no one scored. Uh, Trevor Zegras, you know, he he played himself on that shootout goal. He had one too many moves on that shootout. Lost the puck. Mason McTavish's goal in the shootout. That was a thing of brilliance. Where he kind of did like a little like... Just a slight bit of a fake to get Jake Ottinger to dive right in front of him. And from one camera view, it looked like it went off of Jake Ottinger's belly. But because he fell forward and I saw the other replay, it actually went off of Ottinger's back pad. But it was still a brilliant goal by McTavish. You don't have to go 100 miles an hour. You don't have to have a million different moves. Sometimes you got to go with a little bit of the trickeration. And that's what McTavish did. Unfortunately, Jason Robertson and Tyler Seguin scored shootout goals for the Dallas Stars. Adam Henrique couldn't get it, and that that was the game. Dallas won that one, 3-2 in a shootout. But it's still a point streak, right? Yeah. So that one went to overtime. What about the following game that went to overtime? Yeah, the Ducks love their overtime. I'll talk more about that in the third segment. Second segment, we'll talk about the previous game against the Chicago Blackhawks. And I'll talk more about that game after this brief first intermission. Stay locked in. But first, let's talk about FanDuel. Now, we here at Locked On are really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because FanDuel is the number one sports book in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. And this weekend, Super Bowl 57 between the Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. And you know what? You can bet on that big game with a no sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000. Yeah, 3000 bucks back in bonus bets. If your first bet does not win. And you can bet on everything from who's going to score first. To the coin toss. To the anthem. All those silly lines are there. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. 
Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, and we're going to talk a little bit about that last game against the Chicago Blackhawks. I'm not a fan of the Blackhawks, never really have been. I mean, the only reason I am rooting for the Blackhawks is because I want them to have a better record than the Anaheim Ducks. That way, the Ducks can have better chances at a top pick. That's all that is. That's it. That being said, most of me still wanted to see the Ducks just destroy Chicago because I always want to see them destroy Chicago. Always, 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 always. Yeah, that was that was a fun game for the most part. It was fun seeing... Oh, wait a minute. Jason Magna? Really? Jason Magna. Yes, that guy. <laughs> that guy scored his first as an Anaheim Duck. Really, everything took place in the second period. I will say, I watched the first period and... I speak for many Ducks fans when I say that the first period, we were kind of bored. I was kind of following along with Ducks Twitter, and everyone kind of shared the same sentiment. All right, that that was a period. Not much happened. The Ducks looked okay. The Blackhawks looked meh. Yeah, it, it was whatever. Both teams had power plays eh. it, it, it wasn't good neither team's power play was you know particularly good in this game especially the Ducks I mean Mason McTavish getting a hooking call in the middle of a power play Ugh. and that was a four minute power play too four minutes because John Klingberg got whacked by Boris Kachuk double minor and the Ducks did diddly squat with that power play. Ugh. It, it was ugly. That was probably one of the worst periods. I mean, this is going to seem really bad for me to say this, but from an entertainment standpoint, that was one of the the worst periods I've ever seen. I want that hour back. And the Lakers game wasn't even on yet. Yeah, I know. I was watching Lakers. I'll admit it. <sighs> then the second period happened, and thank God we got some more action on that one. That was actually a very fun period of hockey to watch. Total 180 from the first. You had Jason Dickinson score. Then you had Brett Leeson. Brett Leeson, of all people, scoring. And then you had Jason Magna from Brett Leeson after a Seth Jones goal. So who on their bingo card had Brett Leeson and Jason Magna with multi-point games here. Who had that on their bingo card? Any, anybody? 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 Real, no, no. No one had that on their bingo card. Especially me. Didn't see that happening. But good for Jason Magna. This is a guy that hasn't scored in, I want to say, six years. It had been six years since he scored his last goal. Wow. Wow. That, that was kind of cool to see. I liked it. But yeah, Jason Magna, 
And then this one goes to overtime because of Anthony Stolarz. I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. Anthony deserves all the love. I have always liked watching Stoli the goalie in nets. The expected goals were almost three. So Stoli could have allowed three goals and it would have been about par for the course. But he only allowed the two. And of those two, you know what? They were good goals. I feel that Stolarz had a solid game in the battle for Bedard. I like seeing the confidence from Anthony Stolarz getting that win in Chicago. And that's what you need from your backup goaltender. You need someone that is going to have that confidence and have the ability to just come in at a moment's notice or just come in knowing he has to get the job done and say to his team, I got you. I got you. And I love that next man up mentality that Stoli has always had in his tenure in Anaheim. Ever since getting called up in 2020-2021, he's been that solid backup goaltender. Now that Ryan Miller had retired, Stoli was ready. He was ready for the big show. And I've, I've said this. He's proven it time and time again. Anthony Stolarz needs more starts, especially in this season. Okay, let, let's face it. This is kind of a lost season. Let's call it what it is. If Stoli can continue to be more than adequate in his remaining games, then I have great confidence that the Ducks would want to bring him back and that he could be just that perennial backup goaltender. The only problem with that is they have someone waiting in the wings, someone by the name of Lukas Dostal. So while I wouldn't want to see Stolarz go because he has been a terrific backup goaltender, it's a good problem to have. Too many great goalies. Do I want to see Dostal play more in the NHL? Absolutely. He deserves it. But at the same time, do I want to see Stolarz get more starts? Absolutely. So, I mean, that's going to be a big question that I'll address in another podcast. But what is the future of the goalies? You know, where do the Ducks go from here? And as I mentioned, it was a win for the Ducks. This one went into overtime much to the dismay of a lot of Ducks fans because I know where they were all watching. I I could follow Ducks Twitter and see why everyone wanted this game to end on time. We got to see LeBron. We got to see LeBron chase history. No one wants overtime. Ah, yeah. Everybody was complaining that this game went to overtime. Everybody. But that's been the Ducks style for God knows how long. Thank God Frank Vetrano ended it in overtime, not letting it go to a shootout. Frank Vetrano was that guy. Got the game-winning goal from Isaac Lundestrom, who has looked good recently, and John Klingberg. So 3-2 to two is your final. The Ducks have points in five consecutive games. Five straight games that they have gotten at least one point. The first time since 2021. How about that? They couldn't even get more than a four game. No, more than a three. They got three, a point streak in 2022, but five. Yeah, we haven't seen that since their long streak back in the early part of the 21-22 season. All right, we're going to head into the second intermission and we're going to talk about all these overtime games. WTF, we'll talk about that on the other side. 
But first, let's talk about Built Bar, everyone's favorite protein bar, my favorite protein bar. And I just got a text from Built Bar that I'm probably going to order this as soon as possible. There's a new flavor alert for Built Bar. You ready for this? It is Maple Donut Puffs. Now, I'm a guy that has always loved my Maple Bar Donuts. I think they're probably like one of the best donuts out there. But to put that on a Built Bar, not just a Built Bar, a Built Puff, you can bet I'm going to get that. And I'm sure it's going to taste delicious. Because, well, for starters, Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. Only 130 calories with 17 grams of protein and only 4 grams of sugar. How about those macros, guys? So, if you want to try for yourself... You could check them out at your local Walmart or Sam's Club or head over to Built.com right now. Use promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, you're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. Okay, so the last two games have gone into overtime. Big whoop. I could remember a time when it was still Tamu Solani on the team when the Ducks would constantly go into overtime. We've seen this so much from this team over the years. And I could remember there was a graph and I think this was at the MIT Sloan conference, maybe a decade ago, where I kind of looked over everything and went, oh, yeah, this is kind of true. Like, the Ducks do have a tendency to go into overtime, you know, a lot. That's just what they do. They're second in the league right now in overtime appearances. The only team with more overtimes than the Ducks this season is the Carolina Hurricanes. At 10-0-8. The Ducks have been in 16 and are 10-0-6. Yes, you heard that right. So let me repeat that for everyone in the back. The Ducks lead the league in something for good. (laughs) The Ducks lead the NHL for the most overtime wins with 10. They're tied with the Carolina Hurricanes. If you thought that the Ducks would be leading something positively going into Game 53, did you expect that? The one good thing about the Ducks winning in overtime is that shows adversity. Because these are games, years ago, where the Ducks would have lost all these games in overtime. They would have. Even going back to two years ago, when the Ducks had all those overtime losses, and there were a lot, a lot of overtime losses. The reason for that before was they were all still young, or they didn't have any finishers, or they didn't have anybody that could get the job done. Now, while the Ducks do have more finishers, they're still learning. The fact that they have 10 overtime wins and they're still learning is a good sign for the future. I think of it as a good sign. Now, could the Ducks have had 11 victories? Absolutely. I mean, still in my mind, I'm hearkening back to that game at Pittsburgh where Trevor Zegras 
had a wide open net in front of him. Remember that? That was only a couple weeks ago. Zegras had an open net, opted to pass it, and go on the other way. Pittsburgh won it in overtime, so an overtime loss. If Trevor Zegras had scored that goal in overtime, they would have 11 overtime wins. They would be leading the league by themselves right now. It's good that they are getting those rookie mistakes out of the way now on what's essentially a lost season. So get those jitters out now. Again, Zegras is still 21. McTavish is still 20. Jamie Drysdale, when he comes back next season, he'll turn 21. They're still going to have a young nucleus, a very young nucleus to build around. And of course, Troy Terry as well, which I do have to mention. I don't want to close the show with this, but I do have to mention this. Uh, Troy Terry got injured on that first game. He is out for the foreseeable future. Um, yeah, I do have to bring it up. He only played a couple minutes at Dallas. Um, he got hurt. I don't want to talk about that too much because he didn't play much. But it was kind of a weird play where it looked like it might have been non-contact. But he was kind of like hunched over. Might have been holding his hand. Might have hold, held like his core. But either way, Troy Terry is not with the Ducks right now. So I don't know if he's going to be playing the next game. But he is out for the foreseeable future. Hey, you know what? Next man up mentality. With Troy Terry out, the next men up are stepping up. Jason Megna, he has stepped up. Brett Leeson, he has stepped up. And while I don't want to see the Ducks just try to go for broke this season when they're essentially out of the playoff race, I still do want to be encouraged for next season and the following year. Because those are the type of games that the Ducks could look back on and go, you know what? That shows mental toughness. Winning in overtime shows mental toughness. Going into overtime against a good Dallas Stars team, that shows the great mentality this Ducks team needs. And could they win more overtime games? Absolutely. They absolutely could win more overtime games. I mean, I still can't believe they're tied for the lead league in that. That's That to me is a little bit hilarious. But hey, you know what? It works for them. It works for the Ducks. All right. I do want to end on a positive note here in that the Ducks do play Pittsburgh at home on Friday. So that should be a fun one to watch. And I know a few fans that are going to check out that game. So, hey, you know what? Enjoy that one. If the Ducks can take the Penguins to overtime, I would consider that. I'd consider that good. Why not? Pittsburgh is still a good team. I still think they could be a playoff team this season. And it would be neat to take them in overtime to extend that streak to six. Then they've got Vegas on Super Bowl Sunday. They're playing a game on Super Bowl Sunday. Wow. Playing against the Vegas Golden Knights. Those are the next two games. Coming up on this podcast, we will have goals Thursday immediately following today's podcast. Then we'll have a podcast tomorrow that's the friday podcast and we will have a bonus podcast on saturday expected to join me on that one is hunter hodes once again from locked on penguins that should be fun i look forward to that in the meantime thanks so much for watching thanks so much for listening don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms including Stitcher, spotify odyssey apple podcast google podcast 
Amazon, etc., etc. You can follow me on Twitter at Bam Stimpy JD. That's my personal Twitter account. The show's Twitter account is at LO underscore Ducks. Once again, you could email me at lockedonanaheimducks at gmail.com. I like getting the emails. I'll read them out once in a while. So send me an email. Drop me a line. Lockedonanaheimducks at gmail.com. Once again, thank you all for your continuous support. It is so greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and ducks fly together.